Hey everybody, welcome to the Ralph Graves Jr. Show. I'm your host, Ralph Graves Jr., and I'm so glad you're here. No matter where you are right now or what circumstances you face, lasting success is within your reach. On this podcast, we'll have real conversations with people who have had to overcome unthinkable obstacles to achieve success. Are you ready to live with unstoppable momentum and focus? Well, today's your day. Let's dive in. What's going on, everybody? Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Ralph Graves Jr. Unstoppable Podcast. I realize you guys could be listening to anybody, watching anybody. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening on whatever podcast you are on Spotify, iTunes, whatever, you could be listening to anybody, but you're listening to me. Like I say every week, I am so grateful. Now, what we try to do here, we try to bring on people who, um, and I have brought on people, just encourage our hearts. They've been through some things. They're unstoppable. And today, I have a young lady on today named uh, Amy Montanez. Now, here's the thing. Before she even, before I even introduce you to Amy, Amy, um, how we meet? Instagram, right? Social media. Social media. Social yes. Media. Yeah, she bought the book, Unstoppable. And, and I hope you guys go out there and get my book, Unstoppable. She wrote the book, Unstoppable, and, and posted some things about it. And so uh, I had never met Amy before. And so uh, Amy had inboxed me just a, uh, an article about her life. And this was after this was after a while. This wasn't as soon as she bought the book. Some time had passed. And usually I don't even open that stuff. Um, my, my people open it. My people, um, <laughs> they open it. And, but somehow I just opened it and I read this article. Uh, about uh, about Amy and her story and her journey. And um, because I have two adult daughters, I just really, I said, I have to have her on the program. So Amy, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so good to finally speak to you. So glad to have you here. And and your story is one of, of faith. I mean, you guys know I pastor a church. I'm a believer. Uh, in Jesus Christ. And, and uh, Amy happens to be a believer as well. Her story is so, it, it might not be a unique story, but it was unique for me to hear. And we really think, and I really think it's going to bless some some other folks. So where was, Amy, tell us about yourself. Tell us, tell us, uh, tell, tell us something about Amy before you dive into the story. <laughs> Amy, Amy uh, has been saved now for, I would say, 13 years. Okay. 13 years and it's been a long journey, uh, yeah. but I'm kind of breaking out of my shell of my shyness. So I'm yeah. very grateful to be on your show today. For this. Thank you. So I read the article and this article talks about you go to the hospital with a kidney stone. Yes. Yeah, so I had uh, what they call an obstruction in my okay. kidney. So okay. I had a really high fever. Okay. All right. So take it off from there. Guys, listen, I'm in the way. Take off from there. Take off from there, Amy. <laughs> okay. And this was so, how many years ago? How many years ago? Let me set it up. Let me set it up. How many years 17 ago? 17 years ago. 17 years ago. Obstruction in the kidney. She goes yeah. to the hospital. Here we go. Um, so I was by myself and um, the doctor who attended me uh, gave me a, or performed a sonogram right away. Okay. To see what was going on with the pain that I was having. Okay. Of course, I didn't know what was going on. Um, and it was very fast. As soon as they saw what was going on, they're like, Ooh, and they knew they needed to operate on me okay. because the stone had passed, but it was so large that it got stuck, I guess, in the, um, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but right. in the, it got in stuck. the tube. Right. Right. 
you got stuck, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> and so what was happening was the obstruction. So I guess the, you know, urine was trying to release from my kidney, but there was no space. So it was going right back up into my kidney. So wow. my kidney kind of getting big and big and big. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the pain that I was feeling. So okay. the whole part about me getting rushed into, uh, be getting a needing operation and and all was kind of vague for me i don't remember really remember that piece of it yeah yeah but i do recall him saying you know that you're a very sick lady right i said oh okay okay yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. what are you gonna do he's like yeah. well we need to um operate on you we need to break up the stone um but we have a problem Okay. Okay. I know so, your heart was beating out of your chest at this point. Yeah. I, I was just, you know, they had at this point already, I was medicated. So I was yeah. kind of going in and out. Okay. Um, so I guess problem number one was I had a really high fever. Okay. Extremely high fever. And then problem number two for them was that I was pregnant. Wow. Then you so, didn't know. You didn't know you were pregnant. No, I did not. Okay. How many weeks? Tell, tell listeners how many weeks. I was, I believe, six weeks. Okay. So it was still very early on, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I have family here, but I didn't know to call them. And that was the furthest thing from my mind. Of course, my mom was the first person that came to my mind when they asked me, do you have any family members? Yeah. Um, you know, the father of my child was there, but when he's seen all that was going on, he kind of like left because of the nerves. Okay. He didn't really know what to do. Okay. So I was left with making a lot of decisions by myself, ultimately. And you're young. That's 17 years ago. I mean, you're you're young to me yeah. now. So I know you were young <laughs> then. Yeah. 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 So, you know, um, so I had a whole group of team of doctors you know, come in and discuss with me quickly what they needed to do. Okay. Um, and the first thing that they, they wanted to do, or they, they, they explained to me what was going on and what could happen. Okay. Then they also said, we can't do this though, because you're pregnant. So we need to have an abortion. You need to wow. do, we need to do this. We need to do this fast. And I was like, Oh, my heart kind of sunk in. Yeah. And I said, I mean, Wait, do we have to? Yeah. Yeah, we have to. You have to wow. do this. You're gonna die. They kept saying, like, you you can't, you cannot have this child. I I was I've never in my life was ever, you know, faced to have make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. I just kept kind of remember asking them, are you sure? Is there anything else we can do? And wow. um, and so I guess as they were waiting for me to you know, decide what I was going to do. Um, I I was slipping like into I guess what they call uh like a, a coma or because the fever was so high. Okay. okay. Yeah. I don't recall. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know medical terminology. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I know that at one point. Yeah, they're they're getting the point. <laughs> yeah, at one point, I'm like passed out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm passed out. I'm in ICU. Um, I'm hooked up to all these machines. I couldn't breathe on my own. Wow. Um, yeah, I couldn't talk at what it just stopped talking. It was just comatose in a bed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I do recall also that uh before I kind of slipped into passing out or falling asleep, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
my family was notified. So I, I, I recall my mom, she was purchasing a ticket to come fly in because she lives in South Carolina. Okay. It was serious, I guess. Wow. Wow. And yeah. so, and so let, let me, let me, let me retract and, and, and bring it up speed. Go to hospital, kidney blockage. You find out you're pregnant. You're 17 years, 17 years ago. You're mm-hmm. alone. The, they find out you're pregnant. The, the, the father of the baby, he jets, you're alone there by yourself. And you're thinking, I don't want to have an abortion, but I want to live. But they're telling me, wow. So that's where you are all alone by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, I recall just, I don't, I don't know how to, it's, it's, it's such a, it was such a surreal moment where I remember I was just laying down, you know, and I kind of woke up and I just heard someone call my name, like keep calling my name. Now at the time out real quick. Now at this point, are you considering the abortion or you're not considering it? I don't think I ever was. Right. Okay. All right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I ever was. Right. I never. Okay. No. Right. No. I mean, it was. You know, when you have these strong doctors and there's like 10 of them in the room and they're all discussing your situation and they're even discussing how even if I even if I get the abortion done, I can die there, too, because of my fever. Their concern was that they needed to put me to sleep or do whatever they needed to do with me. But I had a high fever. Yeah. 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 So you hear this voice, you hear something inside of you calling you. You're laying there, you're still kind of comatose, you're kind of in, kind of out. Yeah. And I don't know for the life of me how in the world I got up from the bed. Right. I have no idea. Right. I was so highly medicated. I have no idea how I was able to get up. Yeah. I, I you know, you have to call a nurse, like nurse, right. like. Come right. take the ivy out, like you. You, right. you know, when you take an ivy out, uh, you know, not the right way. You you could put all this blood all over the place. Yeah. I have, and I had, I had tubes in both arms, and I had an right. oxygen mask. It was, it was a mess. And so you hear this voice calling you. So what do you do? I got up. Okay. And I walked down the hallway. It was really blurry for me. Okay. I was holding on to an ivy pole. Okay. I get to the nurse's station and I see an elder man with his, you know, back. And I said, yes, as almost as if he was the one I was thinking in my mind, like he was the one who was calling me. Right. And, he, you know, I had to repeat it like, yes. Hello. Yeah. yeah. So he turns around and he says, oh, like he was very like, oh, my God. Oh, dear gosh. Right. 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 Are you okay? What's your, what is your name? I, I guess right. I was a mess. Who knows, right? Yeah, Maybe yeah. I be, I don't know. Yeah. And I said, oh, um, Amy, Amy, wait a minute. So he looks on his list and he's like, oh, he was shocked. Wow. He's like, ah, what? Nurse. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he was about to come to see me. He right. was a priest. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was about to come to see me to anoint my body. Cause I was quote unquote, not doing good. Wow. I was not doing good. He came to give you the final prayer. Yeah. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I I'm, I'm not a Catholic and shout out to all my uh, Catholic brothers and sisters. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know if they do that in Catholicism. Is that what they yeah, do? Yeah, he said that. He said, because my grandmother, um, you know, may she, her soul rest in peace. She was a Catholic. Right. So because at in that time I wasn't saved or, you know. Right. You weren't practicing. Yeah. I wasn't practicing my faith at all. They, yeah. ha- I guess they had put down I was a Catholic. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So he was on his way in there just to kind of. He said, you were next on my list to come and see you. Right. So he doesn't call you. So what happens? So uh, all the nurses, doctors, it was like cold. I don't know what. What they even were like? Did you take her out of her room? What are you doing? You crazy? It was a it was chaos. Right. Because they couldn't figure out how did I get out of my room? How did I wow. get out of my bed? Wow. Yeah. Who took off my machines? Who? What's what going right. on? Right. So they all walked me to the room, back into the room. Okay. And that is where um it gets a little kind of foggy. But I do I think before I went to sleep. Right. As they say, Um, I don't know if they put me to sleep. I don't recall, but I did speak to the abortionist before he was scheduled to come to me. Yeah. And so when they prepare me and put me back in the room, um, I I recall the, the father asking me a question and he said, what, what, what can I help you with? Yeah. What can I help you with? How, how are you feeling? Because he asked the doctors, okay, give me one moment with her. Okay. Give me one moment with her. I remember that. He excused okay. and then they obeyed. Yeah. And so it was like a moment with me and him. And I said, I don't know. They want me to have an abortion, but I, I don't I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I think that the doctor's on his way. And the doctor made sure and said to me that for me to be sure to have if I wanted to have this abortion, because at sure. the time I had private insurance. Yeah. And he said, you know, I'm coming from my house, so make sure this is what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And literally, he's like, okay, listen, if I get you to speak with a sister on the phone, mm-hmm. would that make you feel better? I said, okay. Yeah. You know, at that point, I said, okay. Yeah. So we're, I'm literally, they, they, he dialed the phone. I'm talking to Sister Lucy. <laughs> I'll never forget her. <laughs> Right, right. To Sister Lucy, and I explained to her, you know, they, they're they they know that this is their missionary, so they know what's going on. Sure. Um, I guess he, you know, told her real quickly what was going on, but she didn't sure. need the whole story. Sure. So, when I'm on the phone with her, literally, it was like a movie scene. The doctor comes in with a wheelchair. So wow. picture this: I'm in the bed. The priest is in one corner. I'm on the phone with his sister and the abortionist comes in the room with a wheelchair with his hair. I remember his hair was like, he was like, he came fresh from his house, all slicked back, ready to go. Right. Right. And so I said, Oh, um," I said to the sister quietly said, you know, he's here. The doctor's here. She goes, Oh, what are you going to say? What do you feel in your heart to say? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, no. So that's what you tell him. Tell him right now. Say no. Yeah. So I said to the doctor, um, so he goes, Miss Monson, is you ready to go? I was like, no. He looked at me. It was like the devil himself. Wow. He was so angry. Wow. You messed up his money. You messed up his money. I sure did. Yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, he would turn beet red. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, you know, Caucasian doctor, but he turned beet, beet red. Yeah. 
wow. he was not happy with me. <laughs> wow, wow. I said no. Oh, all hell broke loose when I said no. Yeah. All those doctors came flying in. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Are you crazy? Right. No, 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 no. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So but, how did they end up treating you? As far as as far as for your kidney blockage, because you didn't have the abortion. They no, said, you're still here. So you didn't die. No, I did not. Praise God. Not right. yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. So they, they were um, able to treat you. So they. I had to sign off that if I died or something was to happen to me during the surgery, they I couldn't sue or right. do any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I signed off and. Um, I guess at this point, my fever kind of went down. Right. It went down enough for them to, you know, carry on with the surgery. Yeah. And I had the surgery. Yeah. And, and I remember in the article, in the article, they said that if you were to have the baby, the baby was going to have some mental disabilities. The baby was going to have this yeah. that, and the other thing. And but what really drew me to have you on this program is that you just really stood by your convictions. I mean, you were unstoppable when it came to your belief, like. No, I'm not going to do that. And um, it's okay if my if something's wrong with my baby, but I don't believe anything's going to be wrong with my baby. And, and how old is that? How old is how old is is he now? Uh, he will be 17 years old uh, Sunday tomorrow. 17 years old. Nothing's wrong. Everything. Yeah, he's perfectly healthy. Yeah, yeah. Because you you stood by your your convictions there. And I and I wanted somebody, I needed somebody to hear that, that you went with the inner voice that you know now, because you've been right. born again, you you've been saved now. You know now that that was the voice of God telling you, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, because I've I've not you see what was interesting, and I will never forget that day, you know apart from the whole situation is that that voice it it was just so it was just so soft yeah like, i i don't know how to explain it like i i mean I, of course afterwards i've heard the voice of god and the holy spirit but yeah. Yeah. They, then it was just so like i don't know it, it right. was so soft and gentle right. and, and yeah, it was crystal clear though. It was almost <laughs> as if I've heard it before, but I've never yeah. heard it before. Yeah. That's how it felt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's an amazing story. And and um, you know, so looking back and and then, you know, doing what you do now, you have, you know, you're um you raised your son, he's 17 years old, and uh I believe you have some other children as well. What yeah. keeps Amy going? What I, I know, I know that experience, but what but but what is really keeping you, what's keeping that drive? Because you're very successful at what you do, and I'm going to have you back to talk about what you do. But but what keeps it? What what uh, what what keeps that drive for you? You know, I've just that for right there when the experience with my son that was like the beginning of um, having faith in God. Yeah. Okay. You know, and and trusting and knowing that you know, there's reasons and, you know, all the hardships that we go through, yeah. if we just trust a little, yeah. just a little, just a little, yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we think we have to do these major things, but I, 
what makes me unstoppable is I feel like it's God's love yeah. and mercy, yeah. you know, yeah. in my life and in my children's life. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's an awesome testimony. And I just wanted to have you on the program to talk about that, to bless somebody, because somebody... We all think that we're going through things alone and just for us. I know in that moment, you probably, listen, it's just me. My mom's not up here from South Carolina. I'm up here. I'm just by myself. And But you found God on that day in a real way. And mm -hmm. he carried you through what was seemingly probably a dark hour for you, a scary moment for you. Oh, yes. And and I did have to have another surgery after that because they were not able to perform the surgery like they wanted to. So mm -hmm. with this kidney stone, you know, you have to break it up if it's so big. Right. So what they did was they just put a stent. Gotcha. So that the later on. So I kind of had two surgeries. Okay. 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 So that was what was most interesting too. And I still, and then it was funny because when I had my um, follow-up uh, appointment with the urologist, yeah. when I had my son, I, I was like, you know, I'm going to bring my son. <laughs> but I wasn't doing it like in a malicious way. I was just like, I, I need to show him this baby, you right. know? It wasn't malicious. I just want to show you what God can do. I just want to show you that God yeah. can do then, 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 you know. Yeah. Then, and God, yeah. when he, when I walked in his office, he's like, oh, uh, it was, it was like when he saw me, he was like, oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't happy to see me. But I was like, hey, doctor. Oh, I just wanted to, um, for you to meet my son, Anthony. He was like, oh, nice. Yeah. You know, I and, and I, I, could, like, I, could right. go on, I could I could go on on a, on a whole different tangent of why I think doctors are so quick to have um, to promote women having abortions. Yeah, I, that was my first experience with like for somebody in the medical field to really like they were forcing me. Yeah. And we're like, you have to have an abortion, young lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm, glad like, that, oh, no. <laughs> I'm glad that you're a woman of your convictions and you stood on your convictions. Praise God for that. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you said your son's name is you said Anthony. Anthony. Anthony is is thriving and, and doing what what young men do. And so we, we thank God for that. And I just wanted you to share that story with the uh, audience today. I really thank you for being on. I thank you for being part of the program. I, I wanted you to encourage somebody's heart that because somebody is scared about a situation, somebody's nervous. You know, there are times in this journey where everyone is convinced that we should go one way. We are that we should go one way, go the way that that they believe makes sense. But, right. but when you're living by faith and you have a calling or God plants something in you, you're going to look crazy to other people. I say it all the time. You went totally against that complete, all that hospital staff because of something that was inside of you. It's that way in business. It's that way uh, whenever God is calling us to new heights and new levels, we're going to look crazy to folks around us. And so I just want to encourage anybody who's listening, who's watching, if, if you're going with your heart, if you're going and if you have a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, which I hope you do, uh, if, if you're going the way that he's called you to go, just just go. People will look at you funny. You will upset people. But but just go the way that uh, that you're being called to go. Amy, thanks for being on the program. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for that story. Thank you for sharing that story. Thank you for not being afraid to have sent that to me, you know, um, you know, and you sent it to me. So guys, if you have a story out there that needs to be told or something that really impacted your life that you believe that can help other people, get into the hands of people who have a platform like this. And and just like, you know, the Lord will move my heart to pick it. <laughs> we'll do it. But, but thank you for being unstoppable. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for taking time out uh, and, and uh, giving us a few moments on, on this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. God bless you and your family. Thank you. Guys, you've been listening to the Unstoppable Podcast with Ralph Grace Jr. I hope this blessed you guys. Listen, you can find me anywhere. Um, I've talked about it. It's going to be launched in March, beginning of March, the Gulf Stream Way. It's our leadership program. It's um, it's part of an online course and coaching and leadership program. Uh, we're going to launch it March 1st. If you want information, email me at ralph at ralphgracejr.com. I'll get it to you. Get in now. Get in now on the ground floor, on the ground floor. Guys, you can follow me anywhere. Um, any LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're everywhere. If you haven't gotten the book, Unstoppable. Amy, you got the book. Hold the book up. Show me you got the book. I sure do. <laughs> if you haven't gotten I'm Unstoppable, sure I'm not even sure where she got it from, but Amazon.com, Barnes Noble. I got it from Amazon. <laughs> Amazon, okay. Amazon.com, Barnes Noble.com. Uh, RalphGraceJr.com. Love to give you a copy. Guys, thanks for listening to the program. Thanks for watching the program. My name is Ralph Grace Jr. I'll see you again next time.